Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Andy Bloom, president of Andy Bloom Communications specializing in media training and political communications. Some of you probably remember Andy here in Philadelphia for many years as our biggity big boss and program director over all of us. In other words, we were CBS News owned at that time, and it was WIP, PHT, YSP. Andy, uh, your resume goes on and on and on, but uh, you really are a legend in our industry. Greg Stocker this morning was talking about your Stern connection and you've you've uh, run communications, for example, for Republican Congressman Mike Turner in Ohio. You've really done it all. <laughs> I have done a little bit of everything. That is true. <laughs> good morning, Don. How are you? I'm good. Mo- oh, good morning. I'm doing great, actually. So take me through it. I know that you want to uh, break down the Trump stuff as well um, today and, and your take. And I, you always write great pieces for Broad and Liberty. And then we'll talk about the Philadelphia Phillies. But what's sure. what's your latest feel as and you worked as as the spokesperson, communications director, as I said, for the congressman, um, for Congressman Turner there. You know, as you look at this from your vantage point of um, being in media so many years, being the big boss, running things on that level. But as well, you know what it's like to run communications on the political side. And you've been in that realm so take me through from your from your lens what you see happening, whether it's from the media side or the Trump side, as we navigate through all of these indictments across the country. So a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a piece that's on broadandliberty.com, and I called it Beating a Dead Horse. And that was called, that was for the third Trump indictment. Now we're on to the fourth Trump indictment. And I haven't written about the fourth Trump indictment and probably won't because it's just at a point I'm going to read from a couple of pieces in the Wall Street Journal over the past couple of days because they really said everything that I could possibly say about it. Um, in a piece from the editorial board uh, of the Wall Street Journal, they write the fourth indictment of former President Donald Trump reads like an exercise in throwing everything at the jury to see what might stick. And they call it a uh, assembled a 19 uh, 98 page charge sheet with 41 counts and 19 defendants yet little fresh evidence regarding Trump. They've used the RICO statutes to attempt to charge Trump as if he was a mafioso rather than as they say bumblers who controlled no election machinery in Georgia or anywhere else. 
their, inf- their alleged behavior was rotten, but inflating it into a RICO conspiracy makes the case less credible and not more. And it, it's, it's really a ridiculous charge. They've charged them with everything they can possibly think of. And it's, it's just the kitchen sink approach. And, and, and again, as they said, to see what sticks. But they're a little too smart for their own good. Because what they've done is they've alleged some of these RICO acts are related to events in Pennsylvania and many of the other contested states, such as Arizona. So what that results in is getting Trump lawyers to seek to have the move to move the case out of Georgia mm-hmm. to a federal court, and, and they they have a good case for that. Well, of course, if that happens, then it's back to what if Trump wins the presidency mm-hmm. or a Republican wins the presidency in 24, they could pardon Trump, which they can't do if it's it's a Georgia case. So they really should have left those other states out of out of the indictment um i'll finish up with with what they wrote and then take it into what i wrote in in my last column Mm -hmm. they write there's no defending mr trump's awful conduct after the 2020 election Um, uh, but most republicans look at these indictments and the past for hillary clinton and hunter biden and see partisan prosecutions and double standards Four indictments later, prosecuting Mr. Trump instead of leaving the judgment to voters and history seems like a bad idea. And, and that's what I wrote in several columns. Like, they don't need to throw four different indictments. And I know that the Trump haters are dancing up and down and think, oh, we got him, we got him, we got him. One of these four cases has to stick somewhere. And, and, and maybe it will. But it, it really has divided the nation further. And, and I think that's really what this is. It's just a case of the politics of personal destruction. And not that Trump didn't engage in it or doesn't engage in it. He does. And a lot of that he, he brings on himself. But we've gotten to the point now where the country continues and continues to be so far divided. Mm-hmm. This issue on whether Donald Trump did wrong or didn't do wrong should be decided at the polls and the way that the Democrats are influencing it is helping Donald Trump more than it's hurting Donald Trump. Yeah. And, you know, when we and we've I've talked a lot over, I, I think, since Mar-a-Lago, since that raid about yep. the, the huge coincidence of the timing of everything. So as soon as you see something written about Joe Biden or especially Hunter Biden, then within 24 hours, or maybe it's just a huge coincidence, but boy, what a coincidence. Every time there's something about the Bidens, whoop, there's something else. They're rating something else of, the, of Trump. And I know Fox did this huge timeline as well with graphics showing everything. You know, that I think doesn't help either, that if it is a huge coincidence, it looks very bad. Well, and let's look at the Hunter Biden deal. So they, they come out with this ridiculous plea bargain deal. Republicans immediately start screaming, oh, it's a sweetheart deal. It's a sweetheart deal. Democrats run to, to, to defend it. It ends up in court. And the judge says to the prosecutor, have you ever offered a deal like this before? Prosecutor looks down at his shoes and mumbles, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, sir, I have never given a deal like this to anybody before that I can think of. And boom. The judge tosses it out. Yeah. So, you know, again, the Democrats say, how can you defend Trump? How can you defend Trump? Well, how can you defend the indefensible when the prosecutor's never given a deal like this? I just want to make one more point on, on, on Georgia. Uh, as I wrote in, in my column, Beating a Dead Horse, on, on broadandliberty.com, 
you know, the, the, the indictment rests largely, the case rests largely on the Trump that the uh, phone call that Trump had with Secretary of State there where he said, I need you to find me 11,781 votes. I need you to find me. And that's really what they're basing the case on. But the word find is really what matters. You know, I worked with Frank once before, and Frank says words matter. Well, synonyms for the word find include discover, detect, identify, locate. Find is not a synonym for create, fabricate, manufacture, make up, cheat, steal, None of those words mean find. Find means none of those words. If Trump had asked Raffensperger, the, uh, Raffensperger to, to do any of those things, manufacture, create, make up votes, that would have been illegal. But what the Democrats constantly do, and they did this in the first, in, uh, first impeachment of Trump, is they tell you what Trump meant, what Trump meant, not what he said. And you can't uh, indict, well, I guess you can indict, you can't find somebody guilty, as Democrats keep doing, for what they believe Trump meant and not what he said. And what really gets me, again, we, we saw Trump get impeached for a phone call where they determined what his intent was. But we still have a tape of Joe Biden standing in front of a crowd telling them, I went to Ukraine, I told them if they did not uh, uh, fire the prosecutor, they would not get the government assistance from the United States. And, and while he was vice president, he said this. And, and they don't see anything wrong with that. No intent there, but Trump's phone call had intent. It, the, the double standards just continue to amaze me. And it's not that and, – and then what the Democrats will tell you is that's whataboutism. No, <laughs> that's about one – standard of justice in the United States of America, and we don't have it, and we see it time and time again. I'm not defending Trump. I'm defending one standard of justice in the United States for Donald Trump and for the Biden family. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. And and then it was just over the top to me when the Atlanta prosecutor, uh, Fonnie Willis, proposed that March 4th trial commencement date, the day right, before, the day before- Super Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, right. <laughs> and Crazy. At what, point, at what point do reasonable people, and, and I know there's a, a lot of Trump haters who really just want to get him, and it doesn't matter what the price or cost is, but there's got to be a section of reasonable people who go, maybe this guy did some really wrong things. And I think Trump did do some really wrong things in the aftermath of the election. I hope he's not the Republican nominee, and we could just move on. I'd like to see Biden and Trump retire. They're old enough to retire, time to retire. But they, they can't make this a criminal case. We've got a lot at stake here. You know, freedom of speech is really at stake in both the, the third uh, indictment, the, the Jack Smith indictment in Washington, and the fourth indictment uh, in, in, in Georgia. What they're doing is they're turning Trump's crazy tweets into something that's illegal and that's not and and the same thing in in the um in the third indictment in washington where the third paragraph i'm going to read you the third paragraph of the indictment 
The defendant had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome-determinative fraud during the election and that he won. So they say that, and then they go on for the rest of the indictment to basically say, yeah, but, yeah, mm -hmm. but. And, and what they base it on is that he knew that he hadn't won the election. Now, what they do show is that a lot of advisors have told him he didn't win the election. What they don't show, and what Mike Pence confirms, is that he has never said to anybody that he knows he lost the election. So here's the precedent they set, in addition to the free speech issues. The precedent is, if the President of the United States doesn't accept what his advisors tell him, well, he's criminally liable. So for all you Bush haters out there who hate George W. Bush and believe he got us into an unnecessary war, remember, it was the intelligence apparatus of the United States of America and of Britain that told him there were weapons of mass destruction. So take all your Bush hate and get rid of that, because if he didn't follow the advice of his advisors, then he would have been criminally liable. Yeah. I, wanna, I do want to move on to the Phillies, but I think as far That's as your right. comment, you know, that you wish they would both retire I, I think, Andy, at this point, there are so many, so many conservatives, Republicans, libertarians who just feel like they've had it. And after all of these indictments, they feel like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm doubling down. I just want Trump. I, I think it actually the whole thing helps Trump because it is that, as I've, I've called it, you know, the sp throwing the spaghetti at the wall. See what sticks yeah, and, attitude. And, and, and clearly and clearly that's what it is. It's gross. Yep. But. Uh, let's talk about the good news, because I love your latest article on Phillies fans and Philadelphia fans in Broad and Liberty. So you start out it's with talking about... BroadandLiberty.com now. Yes, yep. BroadandLiberty.com. So tell us about it. You start out talking about Trey Turner. Well, the, the, the real point of the, the article is, you know, we are, we are famous in Philadelphia for being the rudest, nastiest fans. And, mm -hmm. and I'm in Minneapolis now, as you know, <clears throat> and I still hear from Viking fans about that uh, championship game back in uh, 2018. They've never gotten over that. Mm -hmm. I keep explaining to them, you know, once you desecrate the Rocky statue, yeah. all bets are off. You kind <laughs> of earned it. And, that's, and we know that's what they did, but they don't seem to know that. Well, Trey Turner comes into town. $300 million, 11-year contract. Turner's got all the stats, all the measurables to prove that he's really worth that $300 million contract that he got. He gets to Philadelphia, and the season is just not going well. It's really going disastrously for him. The team is battling in, in, in May to, to, to even get the 500, and the, the all-star break comes, and it looks like the team is coming around, but Turner is not coming around. And, and he's, uh, his batting average was uh, uh, like 246, if I remember correctly, at the All-Star break. Then he comes back from the All-Star break, and then it gets worse. At the end of July and beginning of August, there's a seven-game road trip uh, to Pittsburgh and Miami. And he is just brutal. He goes three for 29 in those seven games, the 103 batting average. Forget the Mendoza line. That's the disaster line. He has eight strikeouts. Uh, in that in that road trip, he's dropped from second to seventh and then eighth in the batting order. And then they head back to Citizens Bank Park for a, a homestand that began Friday, August 4th. And, you know, according to everything we know about Philly fans, according to legend, the Boo Birds are supposed to be out, right? 
That's what mm-hmm. you know is going to happen. Exactly. I mean, these are the people mm-hmm. who legend has it throw throw through snowballs at Santa Claus. But that's not who these Philly fans are. Turner's batting eighth in the lineup on August 4th, and he gets to the plate in the second inning, and the struggling shortstop have to be amazed because there is a standing ovation. And I, I, I try to put myself in Turner's shoes at that moment. What must he have been thinking when the fans are giving him a standing ovation after a seven-game road trip where he's batting 103? I, I, I think he must have thought. There, there's some real practical jokers on this great Philly team. And I think he must have thought, okay, how in the world did they get 36,000 fans in on this gag? What could that have taken? And they applaud him every time, give him a standing ovation every time he comes to the plate. There's all kinds of uh, signs in the crowd for him. He comes up to the plate with an 0-17 streak in the sixth inning. Um, He had a runner in scoring position like his er earlier two appearances at the plate. And this time, they, they are, they're on their feet again, feet again, and Turner laces a line drive to, to right field for an RBI single. And maybe that's the break Turner needed. <laughs> but then comes August 5th. And that game, we'll look back, and, and if the Phillies go on to do some great things this season, I think August 5th is going to be the turning point of the season. I love it. 42,000-plus at the game Saturday, August 5th. And Turner gets even more enthusiastic ovations than the night before. He's had that one hit, that one RBI, and he goes hitless in his first two at-bats, and now we're at the sixth inning. Remuto is on second, Rojas on first, fans standing and cheering, and Turner smashes the first pitch 383 feet into the left field stands. First home run since July 8th. The crowd goes absolutely bonkers. It looks like a playoff atmosphere at Citizens Bank Park. Yes. They've supported Turner. They've given him all their energy from the stands, and he just does. He's got the biggest smile as he comes around the, the base path. And the hysteria just isn't stopping until Turner comes out of the dugout and for a curtain call. Let's and listen. Let's listen. He, Anthony's got the sound. Let's hear the sound. Let's hear. Oh, let's hear it. It's so great. Tell you what, this crowd, they got a curtain call. Trey Turner pops out of the dugout and says thank you back to the Phillies fans. That's exactly what that was. Awesome. Such a great call from Scott in L.A. (laughs) It is. And, you know, we need this good news, and I love that you talk about it so enthusiastically and you're right about it with passion. It takes us back to that moment and we loved last night i think we had a breakthrough rob thompson's birthday and giving him a win and you know some some uh, great hits last night as well and i do think our our sports in philadelphia and our fans lift us up especially during these times where we are a divisive and the city is going through so much turmoil right now I have lived all over the, the, the country and seen sporting events in South America and Europe. There is no place like Philadelphia when it comes to supporting their teams and the enthusiasm and the intensity that, that they have uh, for, for, for their Phillies and for their Eagles and Flyers and 76ers. And it, it just, it's just such a great sports town. There's just nowhere like it. It's so true. Do you have any updates on, I know that you were flown out 
West for a Howard Stern special? Can you reveal anything, or is it still a no, secret? No, because I don't know that they're going to okay. do it. I don't know that they're going to okay. run it. Uh, we we had some meetings about it, and I just don't know that it's it's going to right. air. But if it does, I will certainly let you know. Yeah, please let us know. Well, Andy Bloom, until next time, a big hug to you over the airwaves. Thanks, thanks so much for joining Thank me you, today. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. And All you- the best. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.